Welcome to Hannibal's Horny and Bocce, a weekly dinner party where we watch and discuss an episode of Brian Fuller's Hannibal. I am Sonia, your friendly neighborhood true crime nerd. <laughs> Let's go around the table and introduce the rest of the party. My name is Celeste. I'm an artist, a nerd, and I'm new to Hannibal. Hi, I'm JJ. I'm a local filmmaker, a local nerd, and the fanable of the three. And this week we watched Tome Wong. Which uh, Tome Wong? Tome Wong. They should be Tome doing Wong. as they speak the Tome anime. Wong. But it first aired May 16, 2014. And this episode, I lost my face. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was this episode? Anyway, we'll get to it. You're full of yourself. <laughs> but I wanted to mention before we go on, I was laughing my ass off at, uh, I was watching Cult of Chucky. I mentioned this on Tumblr a few days ago. And there's a Hannibal shout out in it because Don Mancini, who wrote and directed Cult of Chucky, also wrote a few episodes of, I believe, season three of Hannibal. So hold ah. on, I got a cater right here. Okay. That Chucky film was shot here in that Winnipeg? That Chucky film was shot in Winnipeg. As Ooh, you can tell, oh, yeah. the um, the scenes in the asylum were all shot uh, near the Red River College downtown campus. As we saw a few days ago, when people when, during filming, a lot of people would see the Chucky doll wandering around. Because mm. there's a whole section where a woman has to carry it around uh, the cemetery part of the asylum. And mm. a bunch of local people saw it and were freaking out. I was wondering. I saw that, like, a bunch of them on Facebook. I saw saying, like, look, there's a Chucky doll. And I'm like, okay. It's just going to set. That's what I thought. But, oh, okay. Apparently, they're probably actually filming. All right, then. <laughs> but it's pretty interesting. I really love it. But anyway, so I'm going to queue up uh, our Hannibal episode just in case we talk about specific scenes. And we're gonna. And we're going to. We're gonna. Oh my god, I have done so much breakdown of this episode like never before. <laughs> it's good stuff this episode, Yeah, kids. they have pages. Filled. Yeah, pages. Yeah, um, usually I have about I wrote two neatly, even. pages of notes for this episode. If I were to, if I had time to type up my notes today, they would have equaled about four pages. <laughs> so we got a lot to talk about. Oh, yeah. I probably won't talk about lots of it, but let's see what's happening. So one of my favorite things about the beginning of the episode is Will asking Hannibal about his state of mind. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will is kind of prodding for what Hannibal knows so far, I thought. Mm-hmm. Which I don't, like, uh, I haven't watched season two all the way through, except for the first time I watched it. And so a lot of things are coming to me in terms of how Hannibal is watching his ass even with Will. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, and it's just killing me because I never noticed how much, yeah, he hasn't admitted outright that he's killed anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, he's alluded to the fact that the food is not human, but he hasn't outright said something. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't killed anybody in front of Will. So he, and when we get to the end, who, how does he massacre, uh, how does he massacre, where does he massacre Mason? In Will's house. Mm. And I was like, yeah! <laughs> He's still covering his tracks. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was like, stop covering your tracks. This is beautiful. 
Uh, I wrote that uh, Will is still lying. Or no, he's lying, but still sort of telling the truth. Like mm-hmm. it's, um, and he's being a lot more blunt sometimes. Yeah, because so, he's trying to get Hannibal to say it too, but he <laughs> yeah. can't. But and, Hannibal like it knows. I think. Yeah, he like I wrote that he probably he knows Will is lying, but he's not entirely sure on Why? what specifically. Mm-hmm. I think he, Hannibal's just chalking it up to Will still wanting to be. Air quote, a good person. So. What was that line from uh, Interview with the Vampire? You, like, you lose the, your attachment to that mortal coil all too quickly when uh, Louis is having such a hard time with killing people for sustenance. Mm. Yeah, it's like a total Lestat Louis thing, this whole thing. This is like Interview with the Vampire season two, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he... Putting the snare around Hannibal's neck done because of Margot. Is he, so I was thinking about why he is trying to confront, why he's trying to confront Hannibal so hard this episode. Partly because of Margot, and partly because he's getting sick of being that close to Hannibal. He's getting desperate. Yeah, he's getting desperate, and it's coming across. That's why Hannibal knows. Sorry, I don't know why I keep saying it like that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, he's been doing for it for so long that he's just. He just wants it to be done already. <laughs> yeah, it's like um, he's been so he's been so far undercover. Who is he now? I think that comes up a lot too. Like, is he is he the mask now? And he's he doesn't want to be the mask. Hmm. I don't know why I'm discussing this. <laughs> <laughs> but I like how in this scene we finally get the famous uh, "Eat the Rude." Yes, and it's about Mason. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Huge among uh, fanables and fans. Eat the Root is, like, everywhere. (laughs) Mason is discourteous. That's why he deserves to die. (laughs) And discourtesy is unspeakably ugly to me. I was like, yes, keep talking. (laughs) (laughs) But I I totally forgot that Eat the Root was about Mason. Because that has become such a big part of, of Hannibal, Hannibal culture that I was like, where the hell did that come from? And then it came up to me. I thought it was earlier too, so I was like, oh, God, that's where it come from. But he is really talking about whenever most of the time he's killed someone. You know? Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he killed them because they were rude to him. So. Rude to him. So some are like innocent people he killed though, just for the meat? Um, it's implied that he they did something small to annoy him. Like, some, like everybody has done something. Everybody he kills has done something that was he considered rude to himself or to others. Like in um, Sounds of the Lambs, he kills the guy in the next cell because um, he threw semen at Clary Starling. Oh. So he convinces him to kill himself. So he's like, he's. they see Hannibal whispering something to him, and then the next day the guy kills himself. So mm-hmm. it's like he he only does it with with prodding i think is what they well they talk about that through this entire episode it's like he manipulates persuasion it's not coercion it's persuasion he just puts the (laughs) idea in there and you don't realize why it's there is this my idea or is this animals so but it's really cool and mason deserves to be eaten i think (laughs) i think he would taste like cheap ass chicken nuggets with off-brand sauce like i was just thinking about like what would it be like to eat mason and i'm like he would taste terrible Yeah, I've never, I don't think you've ever actually see, seen Mason eat anything and, except consuming tears. So it's hard to say. Tears, gin, and hope. <laughs> well, we were discussing that last week about what what is in his chocolate because it, be, it it becomes like such a it like such a dark thing that she meant that like comes up each time, and I'm like. What is mm. in this chocolate? And I think me and we were, me and JJ were discussing it off mic last time when we were editing that I thought there was semen in it. 
<laughs> and she's like, I think it's just sedatives, Sonia. And I'm like, I know, but like, there could be semen in it. Probably know both are mixed. Probably know both are mixed in there. Yeah, I like, really wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, he's a terrible man. What about it's it's drugs? You know, he's a creepy old man giving yeah. kids drugs. Yeah, it's like ooh. Just as good. But how easy, I love how easily they discuss the possibility of Hannibal and Mason murdering each other. <laughs> it's like, they just bring it up. So, like, Ma- uh, Hannibal's discussing that he's going to have an interview with Mason. He's going to have a, an appointment with Mason later that day. And it's like, he's probably going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, he's probably going to kill him. Well, he's I guess you'll have to kill him first. <laughs> <laughs> what I like, too, is to, Will, again, is he's being very, like, forward with a lot of that talk. And Hannibal's still very much just like, eh. I don't know. I don't know. Like he's very—he's almost a, yeah, very nonchalant and aloof. You know, mm-hmm. like, again, not straightforward answering him on anything, and it's just—it's <sighs> <laughs> like if if Will wore a wire, he wouldn't have anything. <laughs> yeah, like because you can allude to things, but unless you outright say it, even an outright confession is not admissible in court. Because I was reading a reading a book about uh, the Adam Walsh case, and Adam Walsh was this little boy who was kidnapped by, they think, Otis Toole, because Otis Toole confessed to the murder of Adam Walsh. Adam Walsh's dad uh, was John Walsh, uh, is John Walsh, who uh, was the ho- longtime host of America's Most Wanted. Oh, yeah, you mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, and Otis Toole confessed numerous times that he had killed Adam Walsh, but people were not believing it because mm. they had confessed to other murders before, but he knew things Yeah, that the killer, only the killer would know about the case but a lot of it was matching up with yeah because he kept kept changing the story he kept saying his boyfriend was with him at the time and like molested the the corpse and stuff and like so like even if you outright say yeah i killed this guy then it's not like it's not usually admissible anyway because people you could find a loophole and it's like well he wasn't there like there's no bodies in the town (laughs) but uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, like, definitely let's talk about uh, <laughs> Hannibal asking Will to imagine what he would like to happen. <laughs> and then I, I want to hear Celeste's thoughts on um, that. <laughs> oh, jeez. The whole fantasy scene. And then I'll get technical about it. <laughs> oh, what's the scene? Well, let me set it up. Will imagines slitting Hannibal's throat, and Hannibal does not even react to his impending death. <laughs> and he gets lowered down and eaten by pig. Yeah. Really, it's... it's so it's, it's a sick fantasy, that's for sure. <laughs> Definitely oh fantasy in, in the Sorry, words. I, had, had I, I did think of you guys as well. I was like, oh gosh. Like, Sonia's going to love this blood splashing scene <laughs> So she admitted to us last, last episode. Well, that's what I put here too. Uh, Hannibal's imagined death is too good for him. He'll bleed out before he even gets eaten. I'd cut him superficially, but so he'd bleed a lot. Hannibal looks proud of Will, his dream. And I wrote later on in this episode that Mason Verger had the exact same idea. <laughs> I was yeah. like, yes. I am Mason Verger. <laughs> well, it's possible somewhere in, like, maybe we missed it. They planted the idea. Well, not, maybe not, not not even. Um, because Mason's already alluded that this is a way he would kill people, is to yeah. feed yeah. them to pigs. So, and I think just as a matter of convenience and poetic justice, I don't know. I forget where I was going with that. Never mind. (laughs) It's the easiest way to get rid of a body since those pigs are trained to eat human beings. Mm. And like, uh, as I was saying with our last episode, pigs will eat all organic matter. Mm. They they won't Mm. eat like if Hannibal was wearing like cufflinks or something, they wouldn't eat that. But like, it's, it's like, it would be the one way I'd probably get rid of a body if I had to. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the scene here is that, you know, like the, 
you found out that you know, like later Mason was the one who like did this like try to kill Hannibal that way. So when Will fantasized killing Hannibal, was he really fantasizing it or was he just picturing how Mason would kill him? That's what I was thinking too. Cause like, um, but then Mason's like, no, he'll bleed out too fast. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Maybe yeah. he was a little bit of his empathy, empathy of, for Mason. For Mason was coming out, and that's where that comes from. Oh, I didn't even think oh, of that. Ew, that's we'd be on the balls. I love that. <laughs> but I like how proud Hannibal looks. So, but yeah, the proudness of Will killing Hannibal was cool. Like even though know, he's right? being carried off to his death by. <laughs> murderous like, boar pig. not blink at all. He was just like, yeah, he just cut my throat. just <laughs> kept eye contact the whole time. <laughs> but Will's smile at Hannibal is me when Hannibal dies horribly. <laughs> like, I was just like, yeah, that would be me. Hannibal deserves to go. <laughs> oh, there's like a scene before like the whole uh, death fantasy happened where Will was like, I was curious what would happen. That was quoted. Yeah. That was before, yeah. Last mm-hmm. season, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I caught on that. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn. Like, didn't Hannibal say that? Mm-hmm. So he just kind of, like, threw his words right back at him. It's great. <laughs> One, I, I, I mentioned it later, too. He's mirroring a lot of what Hannibal is saying. Mm-hmm. And mirroring and doing and acting the same way as Hannibal. So I think it's just be, it, because people love them seeing themselves in other people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the point. Um, ref- being similar to your partner is always something that the partner will like. And so he, him doing that is trying to endear him to Hannibal. I think mm-hmm. they did that. They showed a lot of imagery of that last episode mm-hmm. when uh, I said with mm-hmm. that one scene, like uh, it was like they were talking to themselves, but also to each other. Yeah, <laughs> the way they edited being, that together, being mirrors, being oh. mirrors to each other. Um, but I was just gonna say for fun, because <laughs> I'm a freaking nerd. I'll, but I'll I'll chalk it up. Uh, I'm actually shadowing a director on a TV series being shot in town. So and a lot of what we've done is break down scenes. Ooh. So for fun, I broke down that entire scene <laughs> with Hannibal's being uh, his slow his throat cut. But more he must on have a loved that. <laughs> but, but more on the technical side, I I broke it down for like how it'd be shot. I came up with uh, I watched it. It's one minute and seventeen seconds. There's approximately 17 edits, seven edits for the pigs. I wasn't sure because the pigs are moving fast. Uh, or, sorry, no, there's approximately 33 to 34 edits, and there's approximately 17 shots Ooh. in that scene alone. And I was like, frick, that probably took one to two days to shoot maybe three. Yeah. But because Hannibal's also wearing the exact same thing in the later scene. They probably did it at the same time. It was time. probably block shooting. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought, what a coincidence. They're wearing the, he's wearing the exact same pantsuit. <laughs> in this fantasy <laughs> well and i don't think they people like people who aren't in film wouldn't know, have noticed that, that yeah well there i there i noticed it <laughs> i'm putting it out um so yeah in total it probably would have taken like a week to shoot that entire scene <laughs> well and i doubt the pigs are real though like uh, it, they probably just lowered him into the thing and then added the pigs in later i feel like those those shots of pigs are real Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, they're not on the set. though. Oh, on the set when he's actually being lowered in. Yeah. Oh hell no! <laughs> no, but the close-up shots of, of pigs are real. But um, yeah, when I was looking, I was trying to spot at any moment where there was a stunt stuntman. Mm-hmm. Um, there could have been when you're seeing the feet, like there's two shots of feet. Uh, but I was like, you know what? No, I think that's mass the entire time. <laughs> so I'm very impressed. Yeah, I love him even more. <laughs> Uh, so we cut to Mason's appointment with Hannibal. Oh wait, wait, wait! Before oh, wait, we get to his, sorry, sorry. Before we get to his appointment, I was going to show you guys the uh, ear wiggle. 
<laughs> so today okay, okay. we were discussing off mic that uh, Hugh Dancy has a, an ear wiggle of some sort. <laughs> yeah, okay, it's the darndest thing. Um, you guys might actually have to get up and look. Oh. <laughs> sorry, come over here. I'm sorry. Um, but anyway, I originally saw this on Tumblr. Thank you, Fanables. Someone said that uh, Hugh Dancy has an ear wiggle, and I never, I couldn't tell it properly in the GIF. Okay. But here I'm going to show it to them. Here it goes. Hold on. He's going to smile. Boop. Oh, <laughs> oh, he's like, oh, so fun. <laughs> now that's all I'm going to notice. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, I never freaking noticed it until, like, I was just, because I was breaking down the scene. You noticed I was, it. I was extra watching, and then sure enough, I'm like, there's that fucking earwig. <laughs> And I thought, but it feels like it was involuntary. Yeah, it's just like a thing. Yeah, it's just my, a thing. My head moves weirdly when I chew, so it's like I have weird head movements. I only noticed it when my hair was cut short because, like, when my hair was longer, I didn't notice it. Like, oh man, my my scalp pulses. <laughs> it's weird. But anyway, but yes, moving on. Okay, moving on. Scene. So Hannibal preparing a scalpel while Mason makes an ass out of himself. Uh, I just love that. Uh, we never see. Mason creating anything. He's always just criticizing or destroying. Mm. Like, the only thing he's created is the, like, technically is those pigs. Yeah. And so it was really bothersome to me that he's, like, critiquing Hannibal's art. And not even critiquing, he's just like, good garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, man, shut up, Mason! <laughs> he's a terrible person. What I like is that that's a wonderful technical shot where both things are in focus. focus the, yes. foregr the foreground and the background. Uh, uh, that's actually uh, a pretty famous kind of style shot. Everyone will notice if you use Let it. Let me bring it up. <laughs> Hold on. And Hold I on. believe that's done with, what that is, is two lenses yep. in the camera. And that's what creates that uh, depth where you need to see the, both the foreground and background in focus like that. Yeah, it's a really creepy shot. Like, hold on, I'm trying to bring But it I really up. like it. it sometimes, like, it almost looks like it was two things spliced together. Like, you could yeah, say I that. Yeah, I thought it was an editing thing, yeah. But no, it, actually, that is a trick you can do with the camera. So. Yeah, we're pulling it up right now. So here's like Hannibal right the, grabbing the scalpel. Slips it in. Both, uh, both, them both are things focused. are in focus, yeah. It was pretty cool. I love that scene. I love it too. Oh, oh Mason. But yes. <laughs> All right, so but it's uh, Mason's tone changing in this scene. Because usually he's being like a loud, obnoxious asshole when he's in, with Hannibal and he's talking about his papa and stuff like that and while in this office. Now he's trying to intimidate Hannibal. Well, now he knows because of what Will told him. He uh, knows that Hannibal yeah. was manipulating him before, so now he's... Trying to... He's, tr he's mad. He's yeah. mad now. He's trying to be intimidating. Yeah, yeah which is weird to see. Because, like, like, any normal person, this would be scary. But Hannibal's like, I know what you are. Like, I could hurt you so easily. Yeah, he is. That's probably why he has cool this... during yeah. that scene. Yeah, I'm kind of like... When I saw the scalpel thing happen, I was like, is he already deciding to kill him? Or is it just a uh, precaution? Yeah. You know, just in case. I, I made the... <clears throat> it was my thought that he, he decided to kill Mason. Mm -hmm. But then... He let the conversation dictate would he actually kill him. And then he decided, no, you're not good enough for a quick kill. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's what I came up with. That could be wrong. But. Well, and I thought he was doing it just because, okay, Mason is unpredictable. And I have to be ready just in case this asshole decides to throw down. That's mm. what I was thinking. 
Um, but Mason is being such a bitch in this whole scene. <laughs> Sitting in Hannibal's chair, and I love how you could see Hannibal looking like he wanted to put a coaster under his shoes. I know, right? He, and he like, looks so offended in that <laughs> scene. <laughs> And I'm like, but I also love how both Mason and Hannibal, their dialogue makes me think that they both consider themselves God. Like, because Mason's like talking about his like, how uh, the understanding of suffering, like that's all he learned Mm. about from his biblical teachings. And he's like, yeah, I inflict suffering. Like I'm God. And I'm like, gross. Like they both have that feeling of it. Like in the way that they, they act like God. Whereas in Mason's case, it's suffering. In Hannibal's way, it's not about caring about what anything is done. Because, like, he kills indiscriminately, so do I. Mm. So I think... But, like, I don't know. In Hannibal's case, it's not about suffering for him. It's about... Because Mason prolongs suffering. Hannibal ends it really, really quickly. From what I've seen. He hasn't tortured anybody, I don't think. I don't know. I kind of disagree. I feel like he does torture people. Well, if you look at Will of all the seasons. Oh, yeah, he's torturing <laughs> him. But he's not eating Will yet. Yeah. Not yet. But, like, he, they just go about pleasing themselves when they torture people in different ways, I mm-hmm. think. And it's just, I think Mason needs to see that real physical torture of whoever he tortures, or we're probably assuming children, and his sister Margot. Uh, whereas Hannibal likes to see people, like, completely mentally come unhinged yeah and just he can see his work happening and you know like we said it's a, a persuasion because he's all like mental and mason's all about physical. physicalness mm-hmm. yeah and I, I think you need to be a a better killer to do it mentally than yeah physically. well hannibal's like fanfic and mason's like pornography that's how i'm seeing it like you know what i mean <laughs> you get my meaning though right yeah. nc17 yeah. fanfic pornography right He's like the worst, like, porn hub, pornography, bang, bust type <laughs> crap, you know what I mean? I don't, don't quote this. I know people in our real lives are listening to this. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably fanfic writers going, what? <laughs> Fan, I'm comparing fanfic to the classy one, people. Like, mm. animal is fanfic. It's like, what about smudfic? <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of fanfic, uh, I wanted to shout out to Devereaux's Disease, who we have mentioned previously on this podcast, who wrote, who writes a lot of really, really good space dog fandom fanfic so i sent her um a message because i'm reading her recent one called green card and said i do all your stuff i do a podcast called hannibal sornia bocce and my fellow host got me into your writing i usually dislike hanagram but i dig your au's and she responded that's so awesome thank your co-host for reading my nonsense as well (laughs) i confess i started fic writing in hanagram but there's just something about space dogs that i like a bit more the dynamics the inherent sweetness i don't know but nigel and adam five ever (laughs) It's one of my favorite fanfics, because I can't get into Hanagram. Like, it's just... Fair enough. It's too dark for me. Like, I say that as a person who, when we get to the next season, is Someone who likes true crime. Yeah, who likes Red Dragon (laughs) fanfic. What the hell's wrong with me? (laughs) But but anyway... uh, It's a a special cup of tea. Yeah, it's weird to me. But, um... Never have I been so happy to see Hannibal not react to something than when when Mason pulls out Papa's knife. Mm. Like, I love how Hannibal's just like, oh... Wonderful. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> like, ooh, he brought out his little uh, apple pen knife there. Ooh, scary. I like that Mason's trying to do, like, a power move of, like, you know, destroying his furniture and be like, oh, yeah, I'll pay for it. Yeah, I'm going to pay for it. Just, <laughs> just, just, just send me <laughs> I just love the way he said that. Just bill me. <laughs> like, what the hell is he talking But I, uh, 
but I, I like how Mason confirms that his father has a ha had a hand in hiding his behavior and technically supporting it in that way. That was really cool, I admit. Because, like, we, we haven't heard that about how Mason and Margot's father... We haven't seen him, hmm. but we've known, like, how he... like. And I was asking the question, like, how, did he support Mason and his, his horribleness? And it seems like it's already confirmed right now. And, yeah, I wonder if Margot hates him. I really want to know that. What, hates her father? Yeah, hates Probably. her father. Probably. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, I really want to know that. Like, because she's, she, I don't know if she hates Mason. Like, she's still, like. She tried to kill him. Well, no, but you don't necessarily <laughs> have to hate someone to kill them, right? Because she's, like, she still stays with him, right? Well, she stays with him out of necessity. But I think that there's, like, this whole thing. I want to know, like, I really want to know her internal life in regards to the men in her life. Like, especially her father. I really want to know that. Damn it. They're like, see, uh, like. We need a season four. <laughs> no stuff. But uh, I like how Mason carries his dad's knife around like it's an antique watch or something. He's like, it's Papa's knife. And I'm like, it's like who carries their dad's knife? Who carries? Like, I have my grandpa's knife, but like, I keep it just as oh, like. Okay, <laughs> I have my grandpa's knife, but he used it while fishing, and I just kept it because it was like one of his favorite things. I don't use it and stab JJ's chair. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. But I like how Hannibal asks him, are you going to test the fat on me? And Mason's like, there's no fat on you. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? You're so fit. <laughs> uh, but my favorite scene in all of the show is the look Hannibal gives Mason after he stabs his chair. Oh, yeah, that like half a oh, open mouth. It's like, like oh. I like how some people have uh, gifted that that uh, reaction from Hannibal with, uh, what is it, a post-mortem interview with Mass Mickelson, and, and uh, he's, like, acting all goofy, and the two of them have spliced together. Like, yeah, so it's good to see. And I've always, like, uh, reblogged it and put it at the bottom, when drunk you meet sober you. <laughs> Hold on, I'm bringing up the scene. Hold on. Let's see. I just love the look. squeal. Hold on. Oh. They don't have the sound on it. <laughs> He's like, bitch. What the hell? Did you yeah, do to like, my chair. It's my fucking chair. Yeah, and I agree with Celeste that it is, um, it is a power move on his behalf. Because mm. I think he he sees that Hannibal isn't reacting to him threatening him, so he's like, okay, I'll go after his stuff. <laughs> it's like he only cares about his stuff. Well, I think because Hannibal is Hannibal, like, he's wearing his person suit half the time, he still gives off that air of hoity-toitiness. Yeah. And, you know, Mason probably grew up around those same people, so what pisses off people more than when you, you know, mess with their shit, so... Yeah. <laughs> it's like, stab the chair, <laughs> so... <laughs> like, but it was probably more, more, probably half trying, again, trying to intimidate. Like, this is me stabbing you, metaphorically, but mm -hmm. actually it's like... Hannibal could care less other than the fact that he's just being fucking rude. He's being rude. an asshole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, the next scene really was like, uh, what is it, mood whiplash. Uh, we go to Margot getting dressed after her stay in the hospital, and mm. she's covered in old and new scars. And her huge scar from the hysterectomy is so grotesque. Like, it's, mm -hmm. like, Mason is a terrible person. Like, because, uh, like, she even says, like, he... They didn't have to, they could have done it, like, with microscopic, like, surgery. But he was like, yeah, cut her open. And I'm like, whoa, what a terrible man. I think it's laparoscopic. I yeah. Like, <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> <Sorry. laughs> <Sorry. laughs> I'm sorry. My mom's a nurse. What do you want from me? <laughs> we should get her at the show. No. <laughs> <laughs> she 
she can't know about my life stuff. <laughs> well, why don't we go record her with uh, I'll record her and not tell her what it's for? <laughs> no, she doesn't know. She this doesn't part know of my life. Shit. <laughs> she doesn't know. My she knows shit. I like stuff, but she like you know. But did you guys go to the Mutter Museum with each other? Like the yeah, but that was different though. Like, <laughs> that was for education. That was educational. Yeah, they were geeking out just as much as me, but they're they're more fascinated with like the actual like medical like history of the motor museum and whereas i was just freaking fascinated by half of that and half like of crime scene photos yeah of the that's the word i'm looking for the i don't want to say freak show because that's not right the 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 Thank you. Yeah. That's a good word. The spectacle of it. So <laughs> I'm one of those weirdos that has appreciation for it, but at the same time, disgust. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you know. <laughs> oh yeah, that remind that reminds me of what happened today. So I was listening to a podcast called "This Is Why We Drink," and were, <laughs> good title. I love it. And so they were talking about uh, Paul Bernardo, who we spoke about on this podcast. Whereas our episodes focus more on Carla Homoka. Mm. Uh, I did not know certain things about Paul Bernardo and the fact that he had attacked a woman with a knife and like uh, stuck it in her orifices. And I'm like, thank God I didn't read about Bernardo because that would have kept me up all night. Now it's going to keep me up all night tonight because I'm like, oh, <laughs> anything involving knives freaks me out. That's why this episode is so hard to take. Mm. <laughs> But um, Margot's defeat is so sad to me. Like her whole like she's broken beyond beyond belief. Mm. And Will telling her to survive Mason despite him is kind of naive in my opinion. Like like she has been survive trying to survive him. Mm-hmm. Like and and each time she does, like he keeps trying to find new ways to to end her. Like to to make her life a little bit more worse. I think also he's. In a way, I don't think he was trying to be naive. I think he was just te- trying to tell her, because she doesn't know what's going on behind the scenes, mm-hmm. you know, what's happening. So I think in a way he was just trying to say, keep holding on, you know, Mason will be punished. Something's going to Something, happen. Something's happening. Mm-hmm. Something's going to happen. So just keep being strong. I mm-hmm. think, cause I think she, she was definitely in one of her lowest points there, and she was talking about how she really has nothing. You know, yeah. and so he was probably trying to give her at least a, a bit of hope. You know, just keep hanging in there. Well, that was her like her last fight before mm-hmm. yeah. the thing happened. Like she she had a solid plan and she was going for it, even though it's like it was hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yeah, it was taken from her. So of course she feels broken. So I guess do you think she felt you know comforted by those words? At I'm all? not sure. I don't, <clears throat> I don't. I think she's she's like. No, I don't think I so. Not completely. Well, because she knows him. Like she's like he's always won. Like that's what that's what she's thinking. Like she, well, and I don't think she knows Hannibal is weird. She knows Will is weirder as well, <laughs> but she doesn't know to the extent of it. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was probably just enough to keep her going for a few days. I think that's another reason why Will is feeling the pressure to move fast. He's got to get this whatever plan they're doing. Got to get it moving. He does fight for yeah. the underdog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, he did, you know, try to defend her honor <laughs> last episode, which I loved. That was so I, I love that. But the thing is, too, Mason has only gotten worse to Margot since Will and Hannibal arrived. And, mm-hmm. like, I think that's why she's kind of not 
not willing to listen to them in a way, but still like, cause like he wasn't the, like he was still, he was bad before. He's worse now. <laughs> like mm. he took my freaking uterus. Like what the hell? But at the same time, she did feel comfortable enough to speak to both of them. Yeah. Mm. Like I'm not even sure where they are. Are they in Hannibal's office? They're in the hospital, I think. Are they in the hospital? Yeah. Okay. Um, Let me confirm that. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like. In that whole scene, like, yeah, like, I found it interesting that she's even talking to both of them in the same room. I almost feel like it was originally scripted that just Will was there. Mm-hmm. But then, and then later they're like, no, both Hannibal and Will need to be in there. Yeah, it looks like a private hospital. Yeah, like, well, probably, you know, they're yeah. rich and all, so <laughs> they probably are in a private hospital. Yeah, she's so defeated in that scene. Mm-hmm. And when Mason is gone, does she inherit? No, um, no. But she thinks that the like in this scene, she actually says that the only thing she can do is like. Well, Hannibal implies it. The only thing she can do is outlive his ass, and like kill him probably. <laughs> but like, cause um, she need like the way their the their father's will works out is that in an absence of a male heir, if Mason goes, then all the money goes to charity, um. so she gets nothing. So she she needed to have a male heir to bypass Mason, and so that's why he got rid of her lady parts. So she can't have that baby. But it's just like it's so sad to me. I love Margot. Damn it! <laughs> mm. But um, so moving on, Jack is gonna be fired so damn hard. <laughs> yeah. Will can't claim self defense if he mutilated a guy and a corpse. Will thinking he can trick Hannibal into killing Mason. Like, that's, like, the worst plan in the history of time. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, Will, damn it. Well, again, I don't think he's, well, okay, he probably is trying to trick him, and, and it is manipulation, but I almost feel, too, like, Will is really playing on how much Hannibal wants to be Will's friend. Yeah. You know, best friend. <laughs> and perhaps more. <laughs> but, you know, that's arguable. Anyway, um, that's, that's anagrams. But anyway, um, so he's really playing on Hannibal's, like, any, his, what if Hannibal has emotions, his type of emotions, saying, like, you know, if you emerge as a killer, like, if you really, like, it almost feels like Hannibal, like, Will is trying to manipulate Hannibal to kill, like, to flat out kill. Mm-hmm. And that'll be his, you know. Well, he even says, I will arrest him if he does it. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, it's just like, <sighs> it's so funny because I feel like Will is. I agree with Hannibal <laughs> in that Will is actually finally coming out of a shell and he, is, he does actually like all this manipulation and all of them just come fucking around and lying to everybody. <laughs> I think Will is actually enjoying it because have you seen the way he freaking walks around like so confident? I'm, I'm playing the episode in front of me as I'm talking. Uh, the way, the, the shift in the way he moves and talks now, so much more confident. You know, he's, he's just... He's standing tall. He's not hiding under his glasses. The glasses are He's completely not glasses gone. Anymore, completely yeah. gone now. And it's just, I don't think Will even sees how much better he looks <laughs> being friends with Hannibal. You know, he looks, I don't want to say happier, but just he more. Looks more comfor- comfor- he looks more comfortable in his skin. He looks steadier, you know, and it's just, you know, he, and now he's like standing up to Jack in that whole scene saying like, it's like, we'll get this, we'll get it, you know, we'll do it. But then, you know, Jack's like, well, I still got one more thing. And then what do we got? 
Bedelia is back. Oh, I love her. But after everything Hannibal has done this season, he has proved he can't be fucked with. And with Bedelia coming back, Mm. that proves that he might be be fucked with. Yeah. But Bedelia and her beautiful top. The top is so gorgeous. Oh, that red top. And we find out she has not been eaten by Hannibal. So hooray. (laughs) She lives. I love how she looks when she's tense, though, because she's still tense but poised. Like, whereas if I were tense, I'd just be like... I like how she's just sitting there clutching her purse. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's cool. Just, like her, a little lady. <laughs> and her makeup is stunning. I love her fucking makeup. I love her hair. Yeah. That fucking oh, gold. Oh, you guys, fangirling is so freaking cute. <laughs> 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 well, I, like, uh, freaking, um, what's her face? Uh, Jillian Anderson was my fr- one of my first lady crushes when I was young. Oh. After Drew Barrymore and Batman Forever. Holla! Did you find out what got Bedelia's patient out of the picture? She mutilated a dude. She killed an A. She doesn't say how, right? She just said... She says that he choked... Uh, Will says he choked on his tongue, but it wasn't attached to him when, when it happened. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, they didn't give other further details than yeah. that, which is coming. So, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, in season three, they show you that, right? They show you what happened okay. in season three. Right. I am full of questions. <laughs> yeah, because, like, uh, he used to be Hannibal's patient, is what they, what they admit to. Mm. And Bedelia says that she killed him in self-defense. But the fact that he died choking on his tongue that was ripped out... Is not self defense. Mm. So, like, so it's. Uh, she also mentions. Um, I, I feel like Hannibal is truly the devil, as he never convinces convinces you, as JJ said. He inceptions your ass. Like he puts the <laughs> he puts the idea in there, but you don't you don't know it's not your idea. It's mm. like watch Inception, you'll get my you get the big <laughs> reference. But it's like it's just like scary to me that Hannibal. We have been seeing evidence of Hannibal doing this, and it's like ooh, ooh. What I like, too, is just Bedelia's was, she fi- like, after it happened, she was aware enough to finally figure out, like, what Hannibal actually did, mm-hmm. especially after a few more, uh, you know, sessions with him, and she finally, finally clued into how dangerous he is, and, yeah. you know, off she went. But I also like how she was able to offer at least a little bit of, you know, advice. On, it's, like, <laughs> it's like, how would you catch him? It's like, Hannibal can get lost. Hold on. What's the line? Hannibal can get lost. Let me see, I got it. But, 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 in self congratulation <laughs> at his on. own exquisite taste and cunning. Okay, I got it. Hold right. on. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> Meaning he gets cocky. <laughs> yeah, he gets, yeah. <laughs> he just, yeah. That's, yeah. He just, he gets cocky. That's a good way to put it. Hannibal thinks he's cock of the walk. Well, he's cock of the thing. <laughs> I just like saying cock. I know, funny. right? <laughs> Hannibal but, cock. So, uh, Will is mirroring Hannibal in that scene where they, where they meet up. And it is becoming so fucking obvious. And Hannibal is catching on. Mm. Because oh, he, yeah. he's drinking his wine the same way Hannibal drinks it. He smells it before he drinks it. And it just creeps me out, like, how Will doesn't... I don't know if he's doing it on purpose. I think it's a little bit of um, Will... A little bit of Will's empathy. And it is a little bit of Hannibal gro- grooming. Because, yeah. yeah, if they are going to be, in Hannibal's mind, if they are going to be companions, Will has to be able to slip into that 
rich lifestyle. <laughs> my hand, hand goes down. <laughs> I did a weird gesture. Anyway, uh, if he can slip <laughs> into that. But also, like, a weird vice versa. Hannibal's also got to learn to be able to slip in with Will whenever he does things. And it's just, like, that's where that weird marrying thing comes into you know, oh, They need yeah. to be able to marry each other depending on what life has in store for them next if they are to be together. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. The yin and the yang. But Hannibal is truly an abusive man, this the scene. Yeah. He is gaslighting Will when he says, I only want what's best for you. Oh, yeah. Like you, that, Hannibal. Oh, my God. This is one of my favorite lines in the entire show. And that is, like, I, I wrote that whole, this whole scene is this one page in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, like, I, I'm going to zip through it just because I love it. Or else we'll never get through it. <laughs> we'll never get through this episode. It'll be a long-ass episode. Um I love how Hannibal says, like, uh, it makes room for opportunities. And Will says, for whom? Hannibal says, for both of us. <laughs> Finger on note. <laughs> That'll come up again. I love mm. it so much. And I never know. I totally forgot that he, he said that, this line, in a, in season two. So I was just like, <gasps> but anyway. Um, <laughs> Calm yourself. <laughs> and then and Hannibal says, Mason is a problem. Problem solving is hunting. It's a savage pleasure. And we're born to it. A pleasure we can share. And I was like, yeah, just let me get this out. Okay. And then Will says, you're fostering codependency. And Hannibal, is that what I'm doing? He sips his wine, that bitch. And then, <laughs> and then sure enough, Will says, like, you took this away, you took that away. You don't want me to have anything in my life that's not you. And then Hannibal, I only want what's best for you. And what I love is that entire like that one that one section in there in the in the scene in that of dialogue, the for some reason like the over the shoulder shots half the shot is blocked by the other person's head mm-hmm. and you only see a small glimpse mm-hmm. of their face, and I thought oh it's like oh, it's almost like um, merging, um, yeah almost like the merging but it's also like an e- eclipsing mm-hmm. where one is uh, overshadowing the other and they're doing their best to try and dominate the other in a weird way. It's just like a weird, yeah, like it's a mating dance. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird dance ritual thing that they're doing with each other. It's almost claustrophobic, and yet it's almost again terribly intimate. We should be watching. It's like looking through a people. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't cover my mouth when I do that. People. <laughs> and then okay, finally okay, and Will says, "You're right. We are just alike. You're as alone as I am, and we're both alone without each other." And I was just like, oh, <laughs> that's your verse. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. These right. moments are where I like hate beasting on that scene. I had to get my notes out or else no one else would talk. <laughs> I hate anagram. I will write that on my tombstone. <laughs> but uh, we're going to get into uh, true crime a little bit early just because of the content of that scene, which we just went through. Oh, okay. Uh, so on this week's Under the Table True Crime... So, shout out to uh, Wiki and uh, The Guardian for this uh, information. So, this week's Under the Table True Crime segment is looking at the concept of gaslighting. Hmm. And gaslighting is a form of manipulation that seeks to sow seeds of doubt in a targeted individual or in members of a targeted group, hoping to make them question their own memory, perception, and sanity. Using persistent denial, misdirection, contradiction, and lying, it attempts to destabilize the target and delegitimize the target's beliefs. 
Instances may range from the denial by an abuser that previous abusive incidents ever occurred up to the staging of bizarre events by the abuser with the intention of disorienting the victim. The term owes its origin to the 1938 play Gaslight and its 1944 film adaptation. Mm. The term has been used in clinical and research literature as well as in political commentary. That's kind of cool that a medical like a thing like that is me- a named after a movie. <laughs> so the term originates in the systematic psychological manipulation of a victim by the main character in the 1938 stage play Gaslight, known as Angel Street in the U.S., and the film adaptations released in 1940 and 1944. In the story, a husband attempts to convince his wife and others that she is insane by manipulating small elements of their environment and insisting that she is mistaken, remembering things incorrectly, or delusional when she points out these changes. The original title stems from the dimming of the gaslights in the house that happened when the husband was using the gaslights in the attic while searching for hidden treasure. The wife accurately notices the dimming lights and discusses the phenomenon, but the husband insists that she just imagined a change in the level of illumination. The term gaslighting has been used colloquially since the 1960s to describe efforts to manipulate someone's perception of reality. In a 1980 book on child sexual abuse, Florence Rush summarized George Cockle's Gaslight 1944 based on the play and wrote, Even today, the word gaslighting is used to describe an attempt to destroy another person's perception of reality. Psychotherapy and psychiatry have been described as forms of gaslighting, wherein the therapist or psychiatrist is characterized by the patient to be of a more sound, all-knowing mind. Potentially, this may create a conflict where where patients are unable to trust their immediate sense of their feelings and surroundings in favor of the interpretations offered by the therapist, which come in the form of doubt or skepticism at the patient's appraisals and perceptions of the world. Furthermore, gaslighting has been observed between patients and staff in inpatient psychiatric facilities. In an influential 1981 article, Some Clinical Consequences of Interjection, Califf and Winchell argue that gaslighting involves the projection and introjection of psychic conflicts from the perpetrator to the victim. This imposition is based on a very special kind of transfer of painful and potentially painful mental conflicts. Mm. The authors explore a variety of reasons why the victims may have a tendency to incorporate and assimilate what others externalize and project onto them, and conclude that gaslighting may be a very complex, highly structured configuration which encompasses Contributions from many elements of the psychic apparatus. Dorpat, 1944, describes this as an example of projective identification. With respect to women in particular, Hilda Lidman Lidman, argued empathetically that in such cases, the victim's ability to resist the manipulation depends on her ability to trust her own judgments Establishment of counter stories may help the victim require reacquire ordinary levels of free agency. Sociopaths and narcissists frequently use gaslighting tactics. Sociopaths consistently transgress consistently transgress social mores, break laws, and exploit others, but typically also are convincing liars, sometimes charming ones, who mm. consistently deny wrongdoing. <laughs> <but some laughs> that sounds like someone. <laughs> <laughs> Thus, some 
who have been victimized by sociopaths may doubt their own perceptions. Sounds like someone we know. Mm. Some physically abusive spouses may gaslight their partners by flatly denying that they have been violent. Gaslighting may occur in parent-child relationships with either parent-child or both lying to each other and attempting to undermine perceptions. An abuser's ultimate goal is to make their victim second-guess their every choice and question their sanity, making them more dependent on the abuser. A tactic which further degrades a target's self-esteem is for the abuser to ignore, then attend to, then ignore the victim again. So the victim lowers their personal bar for what constitutes affection and perceives themselves as less worthy of affection. Mm. Gaslighting may be experienced by victims of school bullying. When combined with other psychological and physical methods, the result can lead to long-lasting psychological disorders and even progress, progress into illnesses such as the president, depression or avoided personality disorder. Gaslighting describes a dynamic observed in some cases of marital infidelity. Therapists may contribute to the victim's distress through mislabeling the woman's reactions. The gaslighting behaviors of the spouse provide a recipe for the so-called nervous breakdown for some women and suicide in some of the worst situations. So most of the research focuses on women Mm. as being sufferers of this. But I think in most cases, people are always trying to undermine women's like perception of reality. They're always like, well, it's not mm. so bad. Yeah. yeah it's like, He's not being that terrible. Blah. Like, And so I think what's happening in this episode with Hannibal and Will is a total example of gaslighting. Because mm. like, the whole scene where he's like, like, are you, like, what does he say again? He's like, are you, is that what I'm doing? Oh, he's fostering codependency. Are you fostering codependency? Am I? Yeah, <laughs> sort of thing. Where it's just like, you're creating this a scenario where I have to be dependent on you, mm-hmm. but at the same time, me being being dependent on you also means you depend on me to keep up that dependency. <laughs> so codependency. At least that's the way I interpreted it. Mm-hmm. He's basically saying, yeah, like, you you need me and I need you. That's the situation where you're trying to build here. So that we'll be forever stuck in a cycle where we need each other. Good. No matter <laughs> yeah. in a very unhealthy way. We should make a sound bite of just that. Uh, yes. that comes okay. <laughs> but so Bedelia is well aware that everyone is fucked and is believing that Hannibal should just everyone should just kill Hannibal. That's her I know, right? Yeah, that's my like I'm on Bedelia's side right now. Like just kill him now. <laughs> what well, gosh darn it. Yeah, she was basically just saying like like how do you know he's not manipulating you right now? You think you got the upper hand, but do you? If you think you're going to catch him, it's because he wants you to. And I'm like, oh. and Jack is way too, he has too much damn hubris. Like, I think, like, because, like, he doesn't believe that Hannibal has the upper hand. I'm like, he does. He always does. Well, yeah, that's, again, that's just another one of those things jack is kind of like an alpha type just like hannibal and just he he yeah he always thinks like no like i'm head of the freaking fbi of of (laughs) forensics you know it's it's like i got this i love how to during dinner with hannibal and they make that what is it that evil jello what is it called how the hell does he pronounce that dinner (laughs) i I need to figure out how he pronounces that dinner hold on a second but I just gotta mention, I hate Hannibal's fish dishes the most. <laughs> Super gross. All right. Hold on. Did he ever ask, like, how he learns how to cook? Was it all self-taught? I think it's probably all self-taught. It's probably all self-taught. It doesn't feel like he went to Culinary. a school of anything. He's just all Gordon self-taught. Ramsey's class. He's school of life. <laughs> okay. He calls it. Hold on. Oh, shit. 
Incredible. Yeah, my volume is down. Hold on. Outcome can never be. Fish jellos. Fish jellos. Kolodiets. Ukrainian yes. dish whose outcome can never be predicted. My sister's boyfriend is Ukrainian, so I want to see if she'll he'll make that for us. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically uh, uh, bone jelly, right? Yeah, bone jello. <laughs> bone jello. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> like I don't uh, care. Who marrow jello. Yes, that's what it is. And like now that I'm actually looking at this table, he's got a. Uh, Vodka and a thing too, which makes sense if it's Ukrainian. This this dish. And there's more fish sticking out of a pie or something <laughs> on the side. I just now finally looked at this table, <laughs> and there's octopus on another one, and there's clams and more fish. On... How much are they gonna eat? I I feel like they they they'll just probably take bites from everything it seems, and then they'll drink the vodka, which is apparently what you're supposed to kind of do, is mix up all those flavors. So, it but yeah, I just now noticed the vodka. They just straight up like zip the vodka like it's nothing. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's too much. Apparently, that's the thing you can also do with caviar. Is uh, yeah, you you take caviar, take that, and then you take a swig of the vodka, and the flavors are all supposed to complement each other, and just bam, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I would ever try it. it doesn't look good to me. <laughs> but I love that if we hadn't seen Hannibal boiling that bone, I would have assumed it was a human being. <laughs> yeah, right? They had to make sure to make a point to show you that it was... Uh, it was an animal. Yeah, it was a, I think it was either a pig or a cow. I really can't tell. Uh, it was probably a pig. It was small. Yeah, something like that. So <laughs> gross. Let's move on from evil Jello. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, moving on. But I love that whole scene with Hannibal creating food, like that that scene where he cracked the eggs. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was so good. I wanted to eat some omelets right away. It's so satisfying to watch yeah. him cook. I love that. Like, because I'm like, I would eat at his house. I think we mentioned that in season mm-hmm. one that we that knowing what we do about his food, we would still eat it, <laughs> except for fish. I won't eat fish at his house. I like how the only thing that can't possibly be human being is the only thing I would eat in his house. <laughs> but it's so, uh, like, ugh, ugh. But it's so beautiful. I love those eggs. I want some eggs now. <laughs> so we go to Wolf Trap, uh, Wolf Trap, Virginia, mm. and we see a car pull up, and Mason gets out and looks totally out of fucking place in front of Will's house. I know, right? It looks so weird. Mm-hmm. And his car looks like the one from uh, the Joe Hill novel Nosferatu. Right? I can't remember what the name of the car was. But yeah, like it's like one of those. It almost weird... looks like a hearse, eh? Yeah, it's like so weird to me. Of <laughs> course. <laughs> huh? And who is driving it? Cordell? Like I can't remember if that's his name or not. No, I don't Cardo, think it is. Carlo, yeah. Carlo. He looked different. Yeah. No, it, was a, it looked like a different driver to me. Yeah, I'm looking looked, at it now, it's not him. I think that was uh, the guy who attacks Hannibal later. No. Is it? Nope. Was like three Hold on, I'll look at it again. Scene. I got it up. No, it's a different guy. Okay. He's, just, he's just a driver. <laughs> he's just a driver. Ew. Like, okay. I think not a killer driver? Yeah, I think he's still a thug, but yeah, mostly a driver it looks like. Uh, he's an evil driver. <laughs> he's an evil driver. <laughs> he does kind of look like, uh, what do you call it? What's a funeral director called? Uh, mortician. Yeah, he does look kind of like a mortician. He's an evil mortician yes. with an evil uh, laundress. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed that during that scene because uh, when Will like raised his hand so you know the driver can pat him okay. down, I thought he was going for a hug. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, I was totally going for a I'm hug. sorry if I, I messed with the levels there. Okay, so... Okay, so Will's like, hello, old friend. Mason gets out of his car for some reason. <laughs> Hugs? <laughs> Are they friends? Now that's all oh, fucking safe, thanks. <laughs> How do you not think that they're friends? <laughs> Somebody gift that, please, and put yes, on Tumblr. Please, Hugs? Yeah. I want that to be the, 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 the image for our recap episode. I swear, next time I go to the airport and I get Pat down this one, I'm going to be like, hug. <laughs> but, uh, so how am I rooting for Hannibal in that scene where he gets attacked? I know, right? Three guys break into his office. And he's still, he's drawing some picture of Will, I guess. I don't know. Um, he's drawing fan art. <laughs> <laughs> he is Celeste. Is <laughs> but, yes. But I love, um, uh, also, Montego, I think that's his name, Montego? Sure. Uh, his wound <laughs> is fatal. Like, cause, yeah. like it's absolutely fatal, because cuts to the inner thigh are, uh, it could sever a major artery. Mm. So it's how people who die cutting themselves on glass doors and showers, that's how they die usually, is they Ew. get the cut to the inner thigh. And that's where they get uh, uh, pipes for your heart when you have a heart attack. So my dad has a scar there. So. Oh. <laughs> Just saying, letting you know. That's where they get all the, the bits if they don't use pigs. <laughs> oh, good to know. Yeah, uh, that scene was really cool, though. Like, I it was know. like an action scene. Like, oh, you know, <laughs> like Hannibal had some moves. Yeah, let's see. Hold on. I gotta check that out. And I love how like it takes a fucking taser to get him down. I know. It took three men and a taser to finally take him down. And he killed one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hold on. Well, he so, didn't really try to kill him. He stabbed him. But the he, dude pulled it out. <laughs> Bonjour. Mr. What I like too is you that's the first time you learn Hannibal knows Italian. Get him. <laughs> Don't do it. Mateo. Mateo. Mateo, Mateo. I love you. that that's, that part too. But I hated time. that. I hated that episode for making me root for Hannibal. <laughs> I love it. I, just, I love it dearly. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you guys: How many damn times has Hannibal been suspended by people that want to kill him this season? Twice at least, I think. <laughs> so he got suspended by Hottie with Body from the pool, and then he got suspended <laughs> by Mason. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Uh, Randall? Uh, yeah, not Randall T, and uh, the other guy. The, oh, uh, shit. The, the, the hot guy that, uh, yeah, yeah. Was, uh sicked on him. Oh, what the What's fuck? What's his name? He was, like, my favorite. Damn it, I'll look up on fiction. my AO3, because I have him yeah. on there. <laughs> but, uh, like, I love how Hannibal's patiently listening to Mason as he explains how he's gonna die. Well, it's not like he's can Scared. go anywhere. <laughs> Like, no, I like how you said that, like, how he listened patiently. Where is he going to go? <laughs> well, he turned his head or something. What like, I like oh. is just how stoic he is. Yeah, hold on, I got the book scene up. Taking off his shoes. Where's the If you have to be kidnapped for ransom, a wealthy Italian will tell you it's better to fall into the hands of the size. And I love how he's just like rolling around like he's a pinata. Revenge as well, I suspect. Oh, I want to see Mason come with this. He looked oddly cute. Yeah, it's so funny to me. <laughs> so it just so kills me because he's just like, Mason's talking in his face and he's just like, aw, Mason, you're so nice. <laughs> also, I know this is off topic, 
But while I was writing my notes while watching the episode, my pen that I used since like day one died. Oh, so no. rest in peace, pen. Rest oh, in peace. But this pen is actually really nice. So <laughs> I'm not too sad about it anymore. <laughs> Moving on to the next. So one. you can like see like the, it goes from blue to like black. <laughs> but I love how Mason is continuing his trifecta of lawfulness by mocking Carlo for being Italian. I know. I fuck. Oh god, did that fucking piss me I off? I was like, oh man, he deserves to be eaten by the pigs. <laughs> like even to his own henchmen, you know, he's just. Fucking rude. Because <laughs> well, he reminds me of um, he reminds me of uh, Oswald Cobblepot in Gotham. Because like Oswald Cobblepot believes everybody can be bought, and he doesn't have any like caring for any of his henchmen, and like he even buys people off of others. Because he's like, yeah, like I paid them more, so like they're not your friends anymore. Bye, bitch. <laughs> so, I'm not doing a marathon of Gotham, by the way. That's why I keep talking about it. Moving on! <laughs> but I, I love how Mason is told that he likes to cut... Mason, they're told that Mason likes to cut low. The implication of that creeped me out. Because I'm like, so is he mutilating children, too? What? So, uh, Carlo, I think. Or the, the other guy. The Italian dude that he right. insults. The, he says that... He hands Mason a knife and he says that Mason likes to cut low. No, I thought he was saying that about Hannibal. No, he's saying that about Mason. Okay, well, shit, no. One <laughs> because he said, because uh, Mason says that in uh, because Hannibal killed the guy's brother, he can have his testicles as a, as a gift for uh, for repentance. I don't know. <laughs> Hold on, we gotta pull up that scene now. Yeah, I didn't catch that at all. Hold on, let's see. Okay, I got it up. The swine may be shy, but starting with the toes, so we need to encourage them with the little sauce, huh? <laughs> so we're gonna cut your throat. Madrona, you killed Mateo. We can give Mateo's family Dotroni's uh, cojones for comfort. Capisci? Hands knife over to Mason. I think that was Hannibal saying that because the ca the captions Why? say he likes to cut low. Yeah, no, I'm looking at the caption and now I'm completely fucking confused. Ooh, Who actually anyone, said it? Anyone tell a? Uh, it says Hannibal and De and then because it says ha the the caption says Hannibal says he likes to cut low. Yeah. <laughs> but the implication there still creeps me out. Okay, you know what? I'm going to fucking look, dig up the script and find out who said what, because that's confusing the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, look that I'll, up. I will, I will. Episode. I will, I'll look that up. So, uh, I said this before at the beginning of the episode, but how did me and Mason have the same idea about Hannibal and killing him? Like, I, I don't bleed him out, he tells. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he tells Will, and I was like, when I, when I heard that, I was like, oh my god, me and Mason Verger had the same fucking idea i'm fucking insane so i had to go sit but down my favorite line from mason to that scene is like you are an odd psychiatrist we could have had some good funny times together <laughs> it's a damn shame i'm like, so disappointed yeah, but like it's just and like how in that, in that mid-sentence too like hannibal looks over at will and he's just staring at will that whole time like, he's like you're gonna do something well like he's staring at him intently because he knows like something's gonna happen but also at the same time he's also got this weird look of like you believe this fucking guy is still talking? Okay, here's the line. I got it. So it's sort of like looking into like um, the screen, like in office. But he's like looking yeah, at Bill. Exactly. That's what it almost feels like. Okay, here it is. Right. You are an odd psychiatrist. We could have had some good, 
funny times together. It's a damn shame. It's a damn shame. So uh, he gives Hannah, he gives Will the knife to do the do the do the do the deed, mm. and so we think that it might end up being the scene where he dreamed of earlier. But then Mason cuts him off and is like, uh, "Don't bleed him out! Don't bleed him out! Just enough to bleed, you know, just enough to fix the things." <laughs> and then freaking Will cuts Hannibal free. And I know. Hannigram lives. <laughs> I know. He had his chance. He- Hold on, I want to see it. <laughs> Muzzle the dog. Now it's time for you to put it down. Mm. Put it down, that dog. Will uh, Hannibal looks so proud? He just closes his eyes, like do it. It's like my baby's grown up. Bleed him out, just, just a little bit, just enough to give the pigs a taste. <laughs> <laughs> my face, I love it. And then he cuts him free. And then Will misses the big event like Bilbo and the Hobbit. This kid's knocked out. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Hannigram lives. There's been so much discussion on that. Like, why did Will do that? Like, he had. Obviously, like, I feel like. Fuck. Uh, The one note I wrote here was. he cuts Hannibal free. An interesting thought on reality versus fantasy because his fantasy basically just came true. And your fantasy is almost never like, ha- or reality is never what it's like in your head. When you, <laughs> like reality is always Except different. Except if you're me when you met you two. It was better than my mind. <laughs> but yeah, like I just found that so interesting that he, that he set Hannibal free. He did it because... Free, like, okay, I get that, you know, Will has a plan. He wants... He really wants Hannibal to be brought in... To justice. To justice. I get that. But at the same time, he does want Hannibal to die so people, other people will stop dying. <laughs> you know? Essentially, that's the... Right? We agree on that? <laughs> yeah, we agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hannibal needs to die to stop the killing. Yeah. Or, or something. Either yeah. he's got to be brought to justice or he's got to die. One of, the, well, one of those in two. in earlier episodes, he's the one he... He does. He doesn't want to be the one to kill Hannibal, so maybe he doesn't want to end it that way. He doesn't it's want um, him to die because Mason calls for it. I think that's a mm. thing that could be a thing. Yeah, like under these terms. Yeah. I also think that um, he knows Mason's gonna kill him after that. Like it, once Hannibal's fed oh, to the pigs, it's like mm. a survival thing. Yeah, if the pigs um, are not full, they're gonna. He's gonna be next. That's true, and and he did admit to that after in the end scene. Let's, we'll get, get, to to the, scene. let's okay. get to the scene. Let's get to the scene. And so when when Will comes to, we see that Hannibal did not let the pigs go hungry. Mm. <laughs> was that Carlo? Yeah, I, that was Carlo. Yeah. yeah, like missing half of his lower Ew, body, so which is probably would make the place smell because um usually intestines have fecal matter in them, so mm. like that that body probably smelled terrible. Like, other than the fact that it was eaten by pigs. Yeah, um, pigs too. <laughs> but uh, my favorite thing about the scene where where Mason, uh, Hannibal gets Mason high is the music. Because the music was so fucking scary this episode. Because it's like, it's Mason's motif of the Middle Eastern style music combined with uh, a really rushy classical thing. Mm. It was really cool. I just loved it. Mm. Like, because it really is combining them at odds with each other. It's like a musical fight between them mm-hmm. where the classical is winning. Which works with the whole psychedelic drug that's going on. Let's see. Hold on. I'll pull it up. 
Okay. But I just love this scene. Because, like, a freaking mm. Mason's going nuts. Tripping hard. I like if you guys watch that scene again where uh, you're looking at uh, Hannibal through uh, Mason's POV, there's a lot of quick cutting in there, right? What I love is if you watch that scene and slow it down, you will see shots of Mass acting as Hannibal, but then and you'll then also we'll see, see Mass, mass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just I love being that, himself. Really. Yeah, there's a, shot, there's a brief shot there where he goes like this. Where he goes, he's smiling. He smiles and he's like <laughs> talking to okay, someone here, to the side. It's Hold really on. great. Yeah, it's one of my favorite shots in the show because like, like you can see the difference between Mass and Hannibal. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so cool i just love that scene because it's like um hannibal is a monster in his eyes that's what i'm saying like things are mm. changing reality is not the same and i love that it's so cool it's so, <laughs> the scene's so cool but i love uh my favorite line of the whole show i am enchanted T and terrified <laughs> yeah that's one of my favorite lines like, too. i just love the way he's like he's smiling and then he's like oh, oh my god i'm gonna die i'm gonna die right now <laughs> Oh. I really like Mason's character, especially in this episode, because he, oh gosh, he would be, make an amazing Joker. Yeah, and he's, he's, so he's like laughing, and just like the words he's saying, like especially with like the, like um the earlier scene where he's disappointed that <laughs> he has to kill Hannibal. It's like, damn it, I like you. Know, oh my god, scene open again. You need to write me a prescription for this doctor. Please. Not. Not. See, he's basically the Joker. I am enchanted and terrified. I want to get that as a tattoo. <laughs> enchanted and terrified. Oh, and I love um, the random sparks behind Hannibal like mm. that he's seeing. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Is his brain going to mush? Is he, like, imagining that? Like, He probably is. Like, yeah. And... We get the implication that the pig, the pigs on the floor are the dogs. Are the dogs, yeah. Yeah, and so he's trying to kill one of the dogs. Uh, which I, I, I do appreciate that. that Hannibal's like, nope, nope, no, don't, don't touch kill, the dogs. Don't kill the dogs, yeah. Aww. It's like, oh. But speaking of which, I like how when Will came home, Winston's sitting on the deck. Yeah, yeah. I said, mentioned that later. <laughs> the wisest dog. So also Mason drooling is giving me Pennywise from the movie It vibes. I just love that. It was so cool. Because like, uh, it's mostly because the drugs are making his like mouth go crazy but mm -hmm. pennywise if you haven't seen the new version of it is always drooling when he's about to eat a kid and mostly it was because of the the practical effects because his teeth are like fangs mm. for, for most of the movie and the actor had a lot of drooling going on with the fangs in his mouth so they just added more yeah. <laughs> i'm like oh that's so cool but there's that scene in the intro where he's talking to bill's brother georgie and trying to convince him to come into the sewer mm. and he starts drooling you can see it it's so mm. creepy i just love it but anyway we're gonna so Hannibal's head rapidly shaking. That was the scariest part of the show to me. Hold on, I want to pull it up. <laughs> oh, this is freaking. So Will returns home and finds Winston, as uh, as JJ mentioned, on the porch. 
being a good dog and not well, eating the horrible man's face. <laughs> I'm like, Winston, you got my, like, of course he's the good dog. Good dog not eating human beings. <laughs> uh, and then Hannibal, and I, I hate that Hannibal did it in Will's house. Like, to frame him, technically. If they do end up killing Mason. <laughs> so, but, oh my god, that was so gross. I love when he's like, uh, the way he ends the scene with Mason's trip is like, Okay, show me how you test the fat on you. Mm. And I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. yeah. I remember uh, my husband told me when he was watching the show, um, because I hadn't gotten into Hannibal yet. Um, I don't think. Fuck, I don't even remember anymore. But anyway, he he watched the episode. He downloaded it, I think, at the time. Um, and he says, I don't know how this made it on TV. I know. And I was like, what? So he showed me the scene. Um yeah, I don't think I was into Hannibal yet. But he's like, you know how in, uh, like, he was talking about the movies. Like, do you remember that scene from the movie? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, come and look at it in the TV show. So I was like, okay. So I watched it. And I was like, Jesus Christ. How did I, they, yeah. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? That's not too bad. The scene is so, like, lightly lit from a light outside the window, which I guess is supposed to be deck lighting or moonlight. And I'm like, you actually don't see a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, the you, implication you, is worse, yeah. Yeah, like, you, you don't actually see a lot, and your own ima- imagination fills in what that a- actually looked like if all this light was shining on him. And I was like, no, I can see how they got away with it, but I think they just barely got away with, with it, showing yeah. that on TV. <laughs> yeah, so that's what it actually looks like. Yeah. If you Google it, you can find what Look he actually looked like. Google but, Mason Berger, uh, Michael Pitt. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry but yeah, like, and the, I remember that was one of the first tastes I got for the Hannibal TV show, I think. Uh, and was that was my husband showing me that scene and I was like whoa yeah I remember when we first when when I first watched it I was wondering how the hell they showed because like it, in the Hannibal movie when Mason tears off his own face after being drugged up by Hannibal Lecter he starts tearing it off with broken mirror mm-hmm. and so like it was pretty damn like they don't show it like they just show the aftermath of what, of what happened to him and in this one they actually show what yeah it's they actually like, show it to you and like some of the makeup look, when when you see Michael Pitt's uh, behind the scene photos of the makeup for that scene, it looks fake. Hmm. But what makes it look scary is the fact that it's glistening. Yeah, like yeah. it looks like fresh blood going. Yeah, and, and just... like his hand, his hands are just moving around, and he's like pulling bits of his face to cut. And I'm like, mm-hmm. damn it, he's a ter- he's a good oh, actor. He's feeding it to the dogs too. But if one of the dogs licked Mason's face, I would have thrown up. <laughs> like, <Colin. laughs> I was like, I, the first time I watched, it, I remember that being my thought. I'm like, oh my god, please don't, don't let him lick one of the <laughs> but I like to, in there is also one of the famous uh, murder husband gifts when uh, Hannibal says, uh, eat your nose then. Eat and then, my And Mason goes, eat my, and then it cuts back to them and Hannibal turn, looks over his head, like just kind of glances back and just does like a weird like, <laughs> and I remember that's a famous gift to two of them. It says murder husband, murder husband, <laughs> murder husband <laughs> judging you. <laughs> so like, Again, thank God for Tumblr. <laughs> I never would have noticed half this shit if it weren't for Tumblr. <laughs> but, uh, no, like, but that scene, that, uh, I can't watch it. Yeah, I was wondering, first, how did you it, deal with watching that whole scene? I had scene? a pillow, and I was hugging it, and I screamed. <laughs> oh, really? Aww. Like, I was like, ah. But, like, what did Hannibal give him? Like, it's like, I, I, I was, I was bo- both throwing up with laughter at Mason talking to himself. He's like, I'm full of myself. Yeah, I'm full of myself. 
And he's like, uh, and they ask him, oh, and Will asks him, oh, right, like, were you gonna kill me after you killed Hannah? And Will, yes! He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh my god, he's dead! It's like, but uh, everyone's curiosity is terrible for everyone in this show. That's mm. the moral of the show. <laughs> like, your curiosity is gonna get you killed. <laughs> but, oh my god, uh... So, Will tries to get Hannibal to murder Mason, to put him out of his misery. And he your says. patient doctor. So, Hannibal showing Mason mercy by paralyzing him and leaving him in Margot's care. Fuck his shit up, Margot! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought he straight up killed him. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. That's that, what I thought, that too, when I, first, when I first saw the show. I thought he killed him. And then uh, I thought, no, wait, he can't. Because, you know, he needs to be in wheelchair. So, <laughs> Mason. Oh, that sound. How did that not kill him? Oh, it's like he, he puts his hand on his uh, on his pulse, and he then he keeps the airway open. Yeah, he knows it. Okay, and he's like, "There, Airways he'll open. live." But he's paralyzed. I like how he wipes his hand. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Fuck, you're so bloody." <laughs> so that's how it works. If you break someone's um, neck. Like, like you can survive, survive it, yeah. yeah. Like because uh-huh. he he's opening the airway so he can still breathe and stuff. But it sounds like he is on a ventilator when he, we see him later mm. uh, when he's meeting with Jack, and so it's like uh, his mercy is. <laughs> I wouldn't even call that fucking mercy. I think he just. He's like, it was more fun. Yeah. To leave him paralyzed but, and dependent on other people. And now but he, leaving him paralyzed, too, um, does not make sure that Margot has another way of getting the fortune from him. So, mm. Yeah! <laughs> Hannibal's mercy! <laughs> I guess, uh, I feel like that was more mercy for Margot than it was actually for Mason. Yeah. Because mm. Mason is going to have to be cared for forever. And, and But at the same time, too, I don't yeah. think Hannibal actually cares. It's because Will cares. That he can. And that's how he stays on Will's good side. I can't promise I'll try, but well, I'll try to try. Yeah, this is the next best thing I can do for you, baby. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> but I fucking love that mask uh, Mason is wearing in the next scene. Mm. Like it's the so man that didn't kill all those people, that Will Brown? Yes. Can't say that I've had the pleasure. Do you find that Dr. Lecter's therapy has been helpful to you? I've benefited greatly from therapy. I'm still benefiting from it. I will always be grateful for how he's helped me. I only hope that I may repay him one day. So why did he lie, though? Uh, Because he knew that if Hannibal went to jail, he couldn't kill him. Mm, (laughs) Yeah, he wants to invict... uh... You know, revenge on himself. Yeah, so in the Hannibal book and Hannibal movie, uh, Mason is paralyzed and rich beyond insanity. Mm. And freaking Will uh, Hannibal, (laughs) Mason is like, okay, I'm going to eat him. But I have to kill him. for. I'm going to kill him and eat him. So that's Mm. what I'm going to do to get my revenge. And so this is setting it up for that. <laughs> but I'm like, I just love Margot coming in. Hold on, I gotta show that scene. Even though we're going over, I don't care. <laughs> is it time to talk about what Margot wants? Yes. What Margot wants is to take care of you, Mason. Dear. Just as you took care of Yay! Yeah. <laughs> I love her. I love her outfit in that scene. Yeah, like, I just I remember the first time I watched this, I was like, yeah, yeah. Daddy! 
She's going she's gonna to give him bed sores. She's going to give him bed sores. <laughs> but, oh, my God. Okay. So, I really wanted this episode to end with this. That was what I wanted. Like, this was the the season finale in my, my mind. Yeah. Like, it almost plays like it could have been the end. Yeah. And then we see Hannibal confessing that he's going to tell Jack. Yeah. Or he'll do something. He's going to tell the truth. He's going to show In his own truth. way. Which is, yeah. <laughs> but as we find out from the devil, the devil never does uh, never does things that he says he's going to do. In the way you think. Yeah. Watch Bedazzle. Try not that. to try not to spoil it for Celeste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we came to the, uh, but before we get to, quite to the end of the show, I just wanted to write how I like, I like how Hannibal continues his drawing from earlier when the thugs came in. Fan art! <laughs> Achilles laminating the death of Patro- Patrolus? Patrolic? I can't say it. Played by Colin Firth yeah. and uh, Jared Leto in Troy. Guys. <laughs> and all the subtext talking about. is <laughs> all talking about Will and Hannibal in that scene. And it's just it's just so great. It's like, I think there's some fan art where people put Will's face into that drawing. Right? Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. But that is essentially what, what Hannibal is drawing. He's drawing them. That only they that can scene. be alive to take over Troy and the gods have to stop them. Yeah, and it's... Or, Takes divine intervention to take them down. (laughs) (laughs) Soundbite. (laughs) And yeah, I like how yeah Will says to Hannibal like you gotta you gotta tell Jack he deserves the truth and then Hannibal agrees in a way. In a way, he sort of agrees. And so this is officially our longest play. Yeah, if you're still with us, kudos on you. You get a Hannibal's horny bunch of gold stuff. Yeah. Uh, we come to the end of the episode. What was your favorite and least favorite part of this episode, and why, Celeste? Uh, least favorite that grossing <laughs> <laughs> nose. Uh, your face would come off. Uh, <laughs> uh, favorite? Oh gosh, just like all the ladies in this episode mm. is just top notch, and I love it. <laughs> hey, for once, we didn't see Alana. I just realized. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, JJ? Let's see. My favorite. <laughs> You know what? For once, my favorite is fucking Mason in this whole episode. Normally, I don't like the guy, but he's just such a delight, and he's so crazy, he's so dumb, and he's just awful, and he's just, and I love that line. It's like, you know, we could have had some good funny times together. It's a damn shame. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably my favorite, probably because I like to say that a lot. It's a damn shame. I say it a lot. Um, but let's see, least favorite would probably have to be... Oh, dare I say, I'm not a fan of Will. Yes. Well, it's, um, like, I get what he's doing. I really, really do. But part of me just wants him to give in to the Hanagram. Just give in. (laughs) You know, just just lay lay back and accept it. (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me of a quote about somebody saying that they didn't find Hannibal attractive, but they found, like, a a straight boyfriend of this girl posting on Tumblr is saying that her straight boyfriend got drunk, and she's like, yeah, I don't find Hannibal attractive, but Mads Bickelson, I would gay lay down for that. Sorry, Mom. (laughs) Yes, I agree, but... Okay, but what's your favorite? Uh, my favorite, uh, least favorite thing this episode was Jack. Jack is totally fired 500 times. But yeah, I know, right? I don't know how he still has a job. half the shit he has done, I fucking hate Jack this episode. Um, my favorite, fucking Mason Verger. I was like, I just love his, like, you can see in his brain, I've benefited greatly from Dr. Lecter's therapy. 
I'm still benefiting from it. <laughs> I will always be grateful for how he's helped me. My only hope that I may repay him one day. <laughs> what I like too is that voice that we all recognize Mason having was coming out in that. Yeah, part. Mason, right. the the real it's Mason. Because like, oh, yeah. oh. yeah. I cannot like okay uh, to kind of spoil it for next season. Michael Pitt does not return as Mason. Yeah, I thought there was which wrong. was so sad because I fucking love Michael Pitt as Mason. What? But the guy who replaces him, uh, I can't remember his name, Joe Hill or something. No, Joe Hill's an author, but Joe is his name anyway. Uh, Joe Anderson, yeah, Joe Anderson replaces him. Uh, but since Mason is disfigured in the next season, it does not. It they it could doesn't be really matter. Yeah. yeah, and still he's still very good. But I just love Joe Hill. Uh, I love Michael Pitt's interactions with Margot, and mm. I really, really will miss that next season. So. But anyway, we've come to the end of the show. Where can everybody find you on the Instawebs? You can find me on Tumblr and Instagram at Satuma, S-A-T-U-M-W-A-H. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr as JJ Neeps, and you can find me on Instagram as JJ Neepin Films. And you can find me as Honey underscore Child on Twitter and Honey Dash Child on Tumblr, and email us at Mason Verger for Live. <laughs> <laughs> uh, email us at Hannibal's Horny at gmail.com and follow us on Tumblr as Hannibal's Horny Abachi. And yeah, like thanks for, again for everybody who's listening. We had a really big uptick in people listening on from Austria. Of all places. Austria. Yeah, we had like uh, our episode, our last episode went crazy on SoundCloud with people from yeah. Austria. Oh, okay. And so a lot of people have been checking out our Carla Homoka episodes. For, so thanks for you guys for that. And yeah, please tell your friends about us. Um, I'm tell uh, my resume has Hannibal Thorny and Barchi as the first <laughs> line. So <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. It's, it's beautiful. So, but shout out to everybody who's listening to us right now. Our big listeners right now, Santa, Sacramento. Boston, Winnipeg, yeah, really? Canterbury, Oz, Smithville, Texas, Cologne, Germany, Cambridge, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Why did I say that like Massachusetts? Why did I say that like Bugs Bunny? But anyway, (laughs) we will see you next week. Oh well, I also want you guys to send us questions because we will be doing another recap episode after the next episode, which Mm. is the season finale. (laughs) Like I, I cried basically when I first watched the next episode. Yeah, I know, right? So it's gonna be a nightmare. Yeah, I'm gonna be a mess. But it's gonna be be another long one. But it's gonna be a nightmare we're all gonna love. So we'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye.